0: We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.
1: You heard her, go subscribe.
0: Stories influence, teach, and inspire us. But what about the storytellers who create them? Uncorking a Story profiles storytellers to uncover how their background and life experiences influence the stories they create. We learn what motivates them, their path to success, and what fuels them to keep creating. It all starts by asking one simple question, where does your story begin? Welcome to Uncorking a Story. Now here's your host, Mike Carlin.
1: So hello and welcome to Uncorking a Story. I'm your host, Mike Carlin, and today I'm excited to introduce you to J. Robert Harris. JR has been exploring and backpacking long distance for more than 60 years in some of the most remote and inhospitable wilderness areas in the world. That kind of scares me a little bit, but we'll talk (laughs) about that more in a moment because I I consider inhospitable wilderness to be be like a bad Hampton Inn. Uh, (laughs) He's unsupported and mostly alone. He's written numerous (laughs) articles about his experience as well as a book entitled Way Out There, Adventures of a Wilderness Trekker joining me today to talk about his life and career and book is J.R. Harris. Welcome to Uncorking a Story, J.R. Thank you, Mike.
2: Great to be here.
1: It's great. Great to have connected with you. Um, J.R., I'm going to ask you the same question I ask everybody as we begin these conversations, which is where does your story begin?
2: Uh, Well, you know, I could be kind of snarky and say uh, my story begins where everybody's story begins when I was born. But to be, uh, to be real about it, my story really begins, uh, my, my exploration story really begins uh, when I was about 13, 14 years old as, uh, uh, as a Boy Scout. You know, I, I grew up uh, in New York City where I still live. Um, my parents were working class, lived in projects. And uh, during the summer... Uh, things could get a little uh, kind of, I'll say, sketchy, you know, for a young guy, there's a lot of gangs and, uh, you know, my parents were a little bit concerned uh, about me getting into the wrong crowd, although I never was a troublemaker or anything. Uh, But uh, their solution was to sign me up into Boy Scouts and send me away for the whole summer into the Catskill Mountains uh, to get away from the city. And uh, uh, I went kicking and screaming. I had never been in the mountains. I had no idea what, you know, uh, what it was like out there. You know, I, I even today I, I tell my friends the first time I ever saw grass, you know, I tried to smoke it, <laughs> you, know, that's how, you know, out of it I was. So, uh, I went kicking and screaming, but when I got there, um, things changed in a hurry. You know, uh, I started to learn how to, uh, you know, outdoor skills, how to read a map, use a compass, uh, track animals, uh, which plants were edible, and uh, how, to, how to build a fire in pouring down rain. And um, the confidence that he gave me uh, was really what started me uh, on this notion that, well, if I can survive in, in a wilderness environment, than anything out there that I want to see and learn about, including people who live there, I can use my skills to go out and actually explore and, and find uh, knowledge, self-awareness, confidence, and all that while, while backpacking in the, in the wilderness. So it really started when I was in the Scouts.
1: Wow. They, uh, my frame of reference for the Catskills um, is uh, uh, two sources, Miss Mazel. And um, uh, dirty dancing. That, that's that's the extent of knowledge I have about the Catskills. Did you feel like a fish in the water, like fish out of water, rather when you were when you were first up there?
2: Uh, you know, I, I I had never I had never been anywhere near anything even that resembles uh, mountains or forest or or anything like that. You know, I, I saw for the first time, uh, you know, a deer. I wasn't in a cage, you know, or in a raccoon and a bear and snake. Uh, you know, it was all it was all new to me. You know, I growing up in the city. You know, wildlife to me was pigeons and cockroaches and rats, you know. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, another thing, you know, I could see so much sky, you know, it wasn't blocked off by by high rise buildings and, and towers and things of that nature. So uh, it was it was. Totally different environment. It was like I, I got off the bus and I was on a different planet. Yeah, but it 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 uh, it changed it changed pretty quickly. Actually, what, what was
1: the what was the transition back to New York like, and back to city life like after the end of that summer?
2: Well, you know, when I when I came back home, I was not the same guy anymore. You know, I I had been through uh, through those weeks up there. Um, I learned a lot about myself, a lot a lot about who I was, uh, not to mention all the skills, which I knew I wouldn't be using back home. But I had a certain maturity and certain confidence that that I didn't see in the friends that I left behind. My my parents could see it right away and they never had any experience being in the outdoors either. But they knew that that I was I was somehow different, you know, and and different in a in a positive way. So much so that by the time the next summer came around, I was begging them to send me back up there again. Yeah, which they did. Yeah.
1: Could you could you pinpoint or recall any any of those lessons that you learned about yourself during that sort of very transformative summer?
2: Uh, well, I'll try. You know, I I. I I learned how to um, handle adversity. Uh, when, I was, when I was in scout camp, um, they had a rule that said, if you got the following three merit badges, camping, cooking, and pioneering, you could requisition four days worth of food and you can actually leave the campsite and go off by yourself uh, into, the, into the mountains. Now you had to stay within the, the, the boundary of the camp and you had to tell your leaders where you were going but if you wanted you could go out for up to four days uh and that's what i did i uh i got those merit badges and i said give me my food i'm getting out of here i don't know why i i wanted to do it but i found a beautiful campsite overlooking this lake and i would stay there um by myself again it was maybe a half mile from the from the campsite but to me it was it was being alone, it was solitude, and I learned to um, to trust myself in an environment that I wasn't really that uh, familiar with that I didn't grow up in. Um, I learned how to to uh, make decisions and have confidence in those decisions without having to talk it over with anybody uh, or to uh, uh, kick it around and i I just felt. Um, more at ease, more mature. Another thing I learned was, was how important it was to, uh, to safeguard the environment, to uh, to respect the habitat of the animals that lived out there. Uh, I, you know that had never really occurred to me. This notion of, you know, the wilderness needs some kind of protection, stewardship, and so forth. Uh, and so I learned to appreciate um, the outdoors, to put it very simply. So yeah. those are some of the lessons. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and how, did, um, how, did, how did this experience, how, if at all, did this experience influence what you, what you wanted to do when you grew up in life?
2: Well, you know, um, one thing I always wanted to be when I was really, uh, when I was really young, uh, I always wanted to be an explorer. And so, uh, you know, as a kid, I would go down to the library and I read books about the Lewis and Clark expedition and uh, the, the mountain men, especially the mountain men. I, I, I saw myself as, as this guy, you know, dressed in buckskin and you know leading a pack train into the mountains, you know, to to do uh, you know trapping and hiking and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, but growing up in the city like I did, you know, everybody said, oh, you know, you can't do that. Get real, man. You know, you got to have you got to have money to do that. You know, you got to be white to do that. You got to be this. To do, you got to be that. Um, now, my parents always said, look, whatever you want to be, you can be it if you try hard enough. You know, nobody's going to give it to you. It's not going to be easy. But yeah, if you want to be an explorer or anything else. And you want it badly enough, you can be it. So now I'm coming back from Scout camp and I have these kind of skills, you know um, and I really started to believe at that stage that yeah, I could go out there and and I could be maybe not a mountain man per se, but I could certainly go out and be an explorer. I can go out and you know if I wanted to walk on a glacier or if I wanted to to watch a, a caribou migration in the in the Yukon, or go into uh, some indigenous community and see how they live, that I could actually do that. And so that was the, the incentive. And that was what, what I learned. And that's how I, uh, I, I was able to realize my dream of being an explorer.
1: Yeah. So what what did you, you know, when, um, you know, when, when you did grow up, uh, <laughs> what did, <laughs> What, 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 tell me about some of your, your early, you know, kind of career experiences, because I'm curious to see if there's an overlap between, you know, this interest you had, you know, in, in childhood and, and what you wound up doing, um, you know, for a living.
2: Well, I, you know, I had a, uh, I, I was able to go to college, you know, first in my family. Um, I got my degree in psychology uh, and I was, I became interested in people, yeah. you know, uh, how they live, what they think. And you know, and all that. So, uh, two things. Number one, I professionally I, I I became a I started a career in market research. Uh, I had corporate positions at uh, uh, Media Research, NBC. I worked for General Foods Corporation in White Plains for three years. I worked another three years for PepsiCo uh, in the international division. I was research director. But then, one thousand, nine hundred and seventy-five. I went out and started my own business, uh, JRH Marketing Services. So, um, but I also, with that psychology background uh, and my interest in people, um, I, I, I was curious to go into really remote places where there were people living subsistence lifestyle, people living off the grid. And so what I would do is I began to, you know, I would, I would pick out a certain group indigenous people, let's say the Inuit people in Alaska. Uh, before I left home, I would study as much as I could find about their history, tradition, what they eat for breakfast, everything. Uh, and then I'd figure out how to, where they live and how to get there. And I would just go. I would, you know, I didn't know anybody, I had no letter of introduction and no nothing. I knew I I'd get as far as I could go. And then I have to walk the final whatever a couple of days or whatever and i would just show up and the people there would be like (laughs) who are you and they they'd say where's the rest of your party and i say no i'm here alone and i say well where are you coming from and i'd say new york city and they go new york city what you know and then it was like why are you here why did you come out here and so I, i i told them what i just told you you know i'm interested in and who you are, but I I wasn't satisfied to just read about it or whatever. I I needed to come here and see it for myself, you know? And I tell them, listen, uh, I'm not gonna be a burden. I've got everything I need. I got my own food, I got my tent, I got all my clothing, everything I need. And if you need any help, you know, I'll stay here and I'll I'll help you out. Uh, But essentially, I just wanna be like a fly on the wall, see how you live. And ideally, to sit down and talk to the elders and and listen to your story and find out who you really are, and where you come from and 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 what your dreams are, and uh, and basically that's what I've been doing all these years.
1: And I mean, I'm, I imagine this is not something you're getting paid to do. You know, clients aren't <laughs> hiring you to to study. You know, the elders of of the Intuit people. It's really just driven prime primarily by your curiosity.
2: You know, I, I tell people I'm just an ordinary guy with a curious mind and a valid credit card. <laughs> and I'm willing to go anywhere to satisfy the curiosity. Uh, and, and that's basically what I do. In, in 1993, I got elected into the Explorers Club. Uh, and I, I, I'm still going out there. I have more than 50 uh, years of trekking more than 50 multi-week uh, expeditions around the world, almost all of them uh, alone, um, but it's, uh, it's an adventure, you know, and, and it certainly um, is an experience that's, that's helped define who I am and, and how I approach life and my respect for the environment and everything else.
1: Yeah, and I imagine it made you a, a, a damn good researcher, too. Uh,
2: I certainly learned how to listen, you know, and how to respect other people's opinions, uh, unconditional positive regard, all the things that we uh, hold sacred in our profession about, uh, about listening to people and getting information. Uh, and, and I was able to utilize that um, to, to satisfy my own curiosity.
1: Well, I was going to say like curiosity, I think um, we've known each other for 25 minutes, but I have to say, if I were to, to um, analyze you, curiosity is your superpower. I mean, that's, that's sort of what fuels everything. And, um, you know, as a researcher, I tell, I tell young researchers who say, Hey, Mike, I want to do what you do. Um, Or, or clients who say, Hey, you know, I want to get into the qualitative space. You know, what should I study? I'm like, well, you can read a lot of articles about it um but you really need to just assess whether or not you've got that curiosity gene i mean i think we all have curiosity but but it's on a spectrum like so many other things and if if you are just a really curious person it's it's going to fuel your ability to to be a great researcher
2: totally agree i totally agree you know <laughs> curiosity is the is the engine that drives uh, exploration, uh, and it's, all, it's the, the engine that drives, uh, uh, self-knowledge and self, self-learning. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's all about curiosity with me. I'm curious and, about everything.
1: And, and there's an overlap there too, because, um, you know, my other hat is, is as an author and I interview, you know, primarily authors on the show. Curiosity is something that authors and researchers have to have in common, because if you're, if you're writing a story, whether it's fiction or, or nonfiction, you've got to be a really curious individual to actually kind of tell an interesting story and, and explore areas that maybe other people haven't explored before to find some new territory um to write about um so and, and if, i know and i know you're you're an author yourself because uh, I, I do want to talk a little bit about your book uh, way out yeah. there adventures of a wilderness trekker just uh, what, what can you share with me about the book
2: well, now, I, so I started doing these trips, you know, maybe sixty years ago, you know, and and from day one, uh, what I what I did on these trips is I always kept a journal, uh, a, and a fairly detailed journal. Um, I, you know, I felt that, you know, someday I'm going to keep this journal because someday. I'm gonna to want to read about this again, you know. Someday when I'm old in a rocking chair, like when I'm 50 years old, <laughs> I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna be able to take this thing out and, and read it and relive all these adventures, you know. And so, um, I I started keeping a journal, and I never kept a diary or anything prior to that, uh, but something told me that this was this is a smart thing to do. Even though back in the early days, you know, I'll go on a trip and I'd say, well, you're never gonna forget all the stuff that's happening to you, you know? So you don't really have to write anything, but no, I decided, you know, write it down anyway. And then when I, when I would get back home, uh, I would look at it again, and then I would go back and I would edit it and I would put in not all the stuff that just happened while I was out on the trip, but how I was reacting to it, um, what impact it had on me, what emotions I was feeling there. And so for each uh, trip, I had all this data, plus I had thousands of photos. I had all my maps. I had all my, kept all my correspondence emails to set these trips up. So when I finally decided to uh, write a book, um, I had everything I needed. You know, I, you know, there were details that certainly I completely forgotten about. And luckily I had written about them. the smartest thing I ever did was to keep those journals. And so uh, essentially, um, I would just I just picked uh, a handful of, of of trips that I took that represented kind of a spectrum in terms of geography, why I do it, <clears throat> excuse me, um, and uh, and different emotions that I felt, <clears throat> excuse me again, and um, uh, and I picked that kind of cross section of trips, and I and I wrote about each one of them and. Um, uh, I, I was I was careful to 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 make it real, you know, to not sound macho. I, you know, I made mistakes and I talk about that. Uh, there's also a lot of humor in the book because, you know, I don't think of what I do as being kind of a survival trip, you know, where everything is so harsh. I mean, it, you know, it is harsh. It's tough to live out there and especially uh, weeks at a time. And you're you're by yourself. But uh you know there there are funny incidents out there as well you know I, i've had wildlife encounters and just the interaction with the people that i met not that i meet a lot but um it uh i, I put it together in a book and i was going to just self uh, publish it you know and print up you know a half dozen copies for my friends who knew how to read and i i i just for the hell of it I, I went online and I Googled uh, literary agents. Everybody said, oh, you're never gonna get an agent. It's your first book. Nobody knows who you are. And I, I sent it out at random and and one of them responded and, and said, hey, you know, your, your little two page summary sounds pretty interesting. Um, I think maybe I can, I, can, I can do something with this. And I said, well, you know, give it a shot. And I tell you what, man, like less than a week later, she called me back and she said, I got an interest from a publisher, Mountaineers Books is the biggest outdoor publishing uh, company and the oldest and the most prestigious one. And um, they're going to contact you. And so <laughs> editor-in-chief calls me up and says, hey, you know, we, we saw a little two-pager. Have you got, you know, a, a chapter or two that we can read? And I said, well, shit, I'll sell it. <laughs> Excuse me. I said, That's I'll okay. Uh, I got the whole manuscript, I, I clipped it to an email. And I and I sent it out. And two days later, they they called me back and said, Yeah, we, we just got to uh, our editorial team, we just read the first chapter. And we want to do your book. Wow. And and that was in uh, 2017. And, and about a month ago, the book made bestseller.
1: Oh, that's so good. So, uh-huh. c- congratulations on that. That's, that's, fucking amazing I mean and I you yeah. know and, and I don't mean to swear but it's just I'm just so excited for you because it it doesn't happen that way for first-time no. authors usually it does not happen that way
2: everybody uh, told me it doesn't happen that way you know yes. and, and I just I ah, so fine you know I, I'll just do what I do uh but now the book you know Amazon it has five-star rating on Amazon yeah you No, know? and and boom you know so uh I get it you know I get feedback and people are you know they're they they're curious about (laughs) to be honest they're curious about an old black dude who goes by himself uh you know to you know the australian outback to greenland you know lapland all the different lands iceland you know whatever land fantasy land and and just because he's a curious guy and wants to know what the heck is out there and what is life really like uh um, for other people as well as for myself being in a, in a totally different different environment yeah. and i and i think i tell the stories with uh you know straightforward i try to you know with a little bit of humility a little bit of humor uh and certainly i got stories to tell i mean i i i've, I've been doing this so long and so many different places that the stories themselves you know are uh, people find them entertaining so yeah so i
1: yeah. I hope there's a lot of keynote speaking opportunities for you because, oh, uh, yeah. you know, I'd, or a TED Talk or something. I'd love to hear some of these. Uh, yeah,
2: I've done a TED stories. Talk already. And, yeah, and I was on a, actually, I was on a book tour when COVID uh, hit. And so that travel had to stop. But uh, even now during COVID, I've been doing them uh, via Zoom. When my Zoom works. <laughs> when I've been doing it via Zoom. <laughs> uh and and i don't even have to travel i can do them from right here and uh um i also visit schools you know or i did before COVID to to talk to young uh young kids who grew up like i grew up you know yeah. uh, uh, working class families disadvantaged neighborhoods whatever um and and basically just to say look you know if you want if there's something you want to do if you have a passion don't let people discourage you. You know, uh, if you want it badly enough, I tell them, just like my folks told me, you know, if you want it, you can do it. And, and I'm proof that it can be done, you know, yeah. and, and so name of my little PowerPoint, you know, it's called, if I can do it, you can do it. You yeah. know, and, and I, I said, you don't have to be an explorer. It doesn't really matter. Find your own passion. Don't let anybody tell you you can't make it happen. And don't convince yourself that, it's beyond reach because nothing's beyond reach, and so I feel that if I can, you know, kind of pay it forward, uh, and and influence, you know, some other people who might think, oh, you know, I I really want to do something, but I don't think I can, I can make it happen. Uh, I want to dissuade them of that, and and uh, give them confidence that 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 their life can can be as fulfilling as mine. I tell them, you know, when you get to be As old as I am, like 99 years old, you know, you can see I'm still smiling here uh, because I've been living a dream all these years. So whatever it takes to make it happen, I can tell you that it's going to be worth it and you're going to be happy that you did it.
1: You're not telling me you're 99 years old, are you?
2: Well, I'm being modest. I'm really 127.
1: (laughs) It must be, you know, I used to work for Unilever and, uh, you know, we, we used to sell Ponds cold cream. You must use a hell of a lot of Ponds cold cream.
2: Yeah, it shows, right? But Look at this. Now, I'm actually, I'm 79, <laughs> okay. uh, and and but I'm still out there. You know, I'm yeah. I'm still doing the same thing I always did. I, I, uh, you know, the the motivation. I love it so much that I'm motivated to stay fit. For example, uh, to um, uh, you know, to watch what I what I eat and 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 get enough sleep and all the stuff that they tell you to do. Um, simply because I want to keep doing it, yeah. and you know, when I every time I think about that, and then I I flash back to like you know the late 1950s when I was like, don't send me out there, I don't want to go up there, I don't want to go out into the wilderness, you know. So it's been a it's been a hell of a ride, you know, yeah, and, and I, I'm still riding.
1: <laughs> I mean, I I love that 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 part of your story where you're you're going out. To, to the youth um, and, and encouraging them to do what you were kind of hesitant to do, you know, way back in the fifties, um, because yeah, I mean, you give people an opportunity to to experience something, um, something they may thought of they they could never do or could never be available to them. And you're changing lives the way your life was changed. And I love that part of your story.
2: Well, you know, I, when I go into the school, all the teachers tell me, uh, they say, you know, JR, we, we say this to the kids every day, you know, you can do it. But until they see somebody, you know, who looks like them, who came up in the same kind of background, you know, and and was able to to do it, was able to get a college education, was able to start his own business, able to get into the wilderness and and and, and enjoy, uh, you know, the adventure and the excitement of being outdoors, you know, when they finally see that somebody actually did it and was able to do it, you know, these teachers tell me that's what really makes a difference. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I, this, is, this is kind of why I, I, I do it. I, I want other people to have those uh, opportunities that, um, that I had to make, a, to, to fulfill, you know, their, their expectations in life.
1: Yeah. So, uh, question I always like to end with, and we are uh, kind of hitting up against the clock here, Jr. But um, if you could, you know, whisper some words of advice into that younger self, you know, that self who um, was a little bit hesitant to head to to Boy Scout camp in in the Catskills, what what sort of words of advice would you give uh, the younger Jr.?
2: I, I'd say just keep doing what you're doing. You know, just keep doing what you did. Um, you're, I, I kept an open mind. I said, you got to keep an open mind. Uh, you have to be willing to learn. Don't think you know it all. And above everything else, stay curious. You know, um, curiosity is going to lead you down paths that, that you had never even dreamed existed. And, and you'll, you'll, you're going to end up, you're going to love it. It's not going to be easy, but you, you know, if you love adventure, you love being, you know, being curious, uh, that's what I say to my, my younger self. And that's what I say to all kids who are young. You yeah. know, um, uh, have a passion, find your passion, and make it happen.
1: Make, it happen. Done,
2: you know, <laughs> make it happen? You know, but make it happen. If you got it, if that's what you want to do, get out there, find a way to make it happen, because it's possible.
1: Now, see, now I, now I have a dilemma. Uh, my dilemma was, um, and I'll tell you right now, because I, I, I have to write it down. Uh, do I name this episode Stay Curious with J.R. Harris or Make It Happen with J.R. Harris? Because I, I was sold on Stay Curious, <laughs> but then you said Make It Happen. And I'm like, man, that might have to be the title, Make It Happen. I don't know. I'm going to have to think about this one. Do you have a preference, J.R.? Uh,
2: you know, I would say Stay Curious and Make It Happen you know uh, or or something to that effect i mean okay. uh, either one is you know is is good it's your call obviously but,
1: <laughs> that's right uh, yeah. this is the one area in my life where i have almost complete control
2: there you uh. go <laughs>
1: <laughs> well of course uh, the book is way out there adventures of a wilderness trekker the author is j robert harris or jr harris as he is known uh jarr this has been a a fun conversation i'm glad we were able to connect and yes. and talk um, before I let you go, um, any social media or websites that uh, that you want to plug? Yes, I have a website.
2: Uh, it's called JRinthewilderness.com. Right. And it's actually it's got some real nice photos. It's got a whole list of all the tricks I've ever done. Uh, and it's got, uh, you know, it's got some some information about uh, or each of the places and, and things like that. It's a nice visual uh, site looks back at history. You could see pictures of me when I was uh, a young guy of 92. <laughs> 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 uh, Very good. So it's good. jrinthewilderness.com. I'm also on Facebook and Instagram, J Robert Harris or Jr in the Wilderness, and on Insta.
1: No, all right. Well, I, I will be sure to put all those in the show notes, so all of you listening uh, can uh, easily reference. Uh, Jr, thanks again for uh, for stopping by. I really appreciate it.
2: It was great talking to you. I really enjoyed it.
0: Thanks for listening to Uncorking a Story. If you'd like more information about today's guest or to find out more about Mike, go to uncorkingastory.com. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, rate, and review us at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Tune in every week to hear Mike Carlin uncork a new story.